I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Juneteenth. So grab your red velvet cake. And let's get civical. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And I don't think we've said this yet, but happy Pride. Happy Pride, to all y'all. Celebrating, which should be every single one of you. <laughs> but happy Pride. We are we are now in June. 
deeply in June. I don't really know where June has gone. She, a ship in the night. Yeah. Just <laughs> is, how, is how June feels. Just like well, passing. You know, it's because if you are in New York and maybe on the East Coast, we've been having a lot of rain and like coolish days. Like we have, we've had a couple of hot summer days, but really like not any consistent hot summer days, which to me makes June not feel like June. Because you think June, you think, God, it's hot. Yes. But it's not yet. Like it's, it is and it isn't. So I don't know. Maybe that's why it doesn't feel like June. I don't, I think. Who knows? Yes. I think that's part of it. And then I think for me, I've just been all over the place. And so I'm like. You don't live in one place. (laughs) I don't, I have not been in a single place longer than a week for the last six weeks. It's a little crazy. And And it's going to keep going until basically mid-July. And it's so fun. It's so fun. No complaints, but it does kind of make you go, what? Like what? literally was on a plane this morning and here we are. That's insane. You look great. Thank you. I did not shower. So I'm glad you oh, think that. Why would you? No. Why would you shower? No. There's no purpose. There's no. no purpose. No. But weirdly enough, we're not talking about uh, the weather uh, or anything like that. But we are. The, our episode today has June in the name. And it's one of those topics that I feel like was never taught about in school, which is kind of most of the theme of our episodes. Yep. Never taught about in school, but it's like a real, a really important holiday that is coming up this week. So we are going to unpack and talk about Juneteenth. Yeah. yeah. And explore. I mean, for me, it's like going to be the first real deep dive that I've ever been able to do on it so that's really exciting and yeah it's just a really important thing man it's an exciting you know it's an exciting celebratory holiday and i feel like yeah you know we're gonna talk about why it's not a yet a federal holiday but i do feel like it should be which is insane a federal holiday and capital F federal holiday. Yeah. It is not, but it should be. But I know that there's been like buzzes and whispers about making it, you know, a federal holiday, but nothing yet come Mm-mm. to fruition. Yeah. I think it's time. It is time. It's time. Yeah. But before we jump into the meat, do you want to talk about today's Tarsharon and Sarses? I'm seeing a lot of new faces, which is exciting. Yes. So this one, this was really fun because, I mean, researching the episodes is always fun for me because I learn a lot. But this one was like ultra fun for me because it like I've never used Oprah before. And here we are. And here we are. We've arrived. We have arrived. We've arrived. There's nobody I trust more than Oprah. No, no. So we're looking at sources from or information from the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Love. An article by Jamila Nasheed. Great article from Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue gets it. Mm-hmm. They put out some excellent material. Shout out to they Teen really, Vogue. They really do some great work. And like well-researched work, I have to say. Mm-hmm. An article from the website is called al.com. Really, it's alabama.com. And it's like, you know, an okay, online, it's like an online newspaper. Great. It's a great article by um, Lita Gore. Another article from the New York Times by Derek Bryson Taylor. Some info from our tried, trusted, true besties at history.com. 
Mm. And an article by Mackenzie Jean Phillip from Oprah Daily from Oprah's blog. Yes. 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 Which had some great, like a great kind of perspective. I think they're the ones that had like this really great perspective about if you're not black, like how you can celebrate Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. So that was really good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. Then let's swan dive into this. So we're going to just start with where we always start, which is the origins. Where does this come from? How did we get Juneteenth? And these notes are coming from the National Museum of African American History and Culture and History.com. So, quote, on Freedom's Eve, or the eve of January 1st, 1863, the first watch night services took place. On that night, enslaved and free African Americans gathered in churches and private homes all across the country, awaiting news that the Emancipation Proclamation had taken effect. At the stroke of midnight, prayers were answered and all enslaved people in Confederate states were declared legally free. Union soldiers, many of whom were Black, marched onto plantations and across cities in the South, reading small copies of the Emancipation Proclamation, spreading the news of freedom in Confederate states. Only through the 13th Amendment did emancipation end slavery throughout the United States. So big time. Yep. Big event, yep. obviously. So we're leading up. We're starting to lead up. We're in the Civil War. Obviously, the Emancipation Proclamation, huge deal. Sort of kick-started yep. the freedom of slaves. Didn't really actually truly take effect till the 13th Amendment, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a process. We're at the beginning of the process. We're at the beginning of the process. Yep. Not everyone in the Confederate territory would immediately be free, as we just said. Even though the Emancipation Proclamation was made effective in 1863, it could not be implemented in places still under Confederate control. So we have not yet won the Civil War. No. The Confederacy is still up to their absolute no good, doing their bullshit. <laughs> so so we're not yeah. we're not fully able to, yeah. you know, get get a handle on them. No, because Lincoln was like, everybody's free. And the Confederate states were like, no, we don't listen to you. Right. The Confederate states were off being assholes and not being good people. Yeah. They were doing some shady shit down there. Not a fan of the Confederacy, obviously. Continuing on, the Emancipation Proclamation issued by President Abraham Lincoln had established that all enslaved people in Confederate states in rebellion against the Union, quote, shall be then thenceforward and forever free thenceforward 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 i had ever said before i think it's only been used one time and that is the emancipation proclamation Mm -hmm. thenceforward and forever free um obviously the the confederate the confederacy was like lol no so cute you think that As a result, in the westernmost Confederate state of Texas, enslaved people would not be free until much later. Freedom finally came on June 19, 1865, when some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas. So this is where we're getting into the Juneteenthness of it all. So this is two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Like two and a half. Two and a half, you're right. Two and a half years 
Texas is up to no good, just being an absolute asshole, not not falling in line with what's going on until June 19th, 1865. So once the Union troop arrived there to Galveston, uh, which is crazy because I grew up going to Galveston, it's close to Houston, the army announced that the more than 250,000 enslaved black people in the state were free by executive decree. This day came to be known as Juneteenth by the newly freed people in Texas. So what I've always understood it to be is exactly this, where it's like, this was the day where like finally, like this last holdout basically of the Confederacy not giving freedom to enslaved people. Yeah. And that's, and that was on June 19th, which June 19th is Juneteenth. Surprise. Did you hear about, because I didn't hear about Juneteenth until like I lived in the city for like 10 oh, years. Oh, I never heard about Juneteenth. And I'm from Texas. Yeah. I'm from Texas. I grew up in Houston, which is an hour away from Galveston. Never in my life heard of Juneteenth. Wow. Until, yeah, until I came to New York and got an actual, you know, you could say more thorough education. <laughs> Yeah. By just, you know, meeting new people and learning more and expanding my horizons. But yeah, mm -hmm. it was not part of the, um, let's call it the curriculum. I mean, or if it was, it was a sentence yeah. in a book, you know? Yeah. Like maybe I heard about this, but it wasn't put to me as like a, this was a huge moment and right. it's considered a day of independence and blah, blah, blah. Right. It was probably like... And then on this day, they the rest of them were finally told that they had They're been free. free you know, and that some they, people like, call it Juneteenth. Two and a half years ago, they were free and nobody had told them. Right, exactly. Um, and what's hilarious is like in the seventh grade, my history class for the entire year was called Texas History. Never <laughs> once. Never once never talked once. about this pivotal moment. Did we talk in Texas about this history? little? Yeah, Damn. that is fully about Texas. That's crazy. Like, no. to me, not hearing about it in Ohio, like, it's not great, but it makes a little bit more sense. You right. Know? I like, mean, you would think that, for God's, for gosh sakes, this was an hour away. Right. We all go right. to the beach in Galveston. Right. Like, you're not going to tell me that this was also where Juneteenth was born from? No. It's not important. No. No. No, it's not important. No. It's not important. No. Ugh, golly. Anywho, so that's how that was the sort of road to Juneteenth. Yes. So then, so let's talk just a little bit about the meaning of the holiday. And again, this Love. is all coming from the National Museum of African American History and Culture in DC. So the emancipation period, known as Reconstruction, which was from 1865 to 1877, marked an era of great hope, uncertainty, and struggle for the nation as a whole. Formerly enslaved people immediately sought to reunify families, establish schools, run for political office, push radical legislation, and sue and even sue slaveholders for compensation. Given the 200 plus years of enslavement, such changes were nothing short of amazing. So they're like doing all of this stuff and like they're rebuilding. Quite a, they're rebuilding like quite a short matter of time considering like extreme disadvantages that they were. Sure. At, I mean, every which, like, single one of them really are coming from nothing. To. Yeah. 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 They have they have no land. They have no 
they have no wages, no. you know, it's not, they have, there's they nothing have to that put whole families yeah. back together. I mean, right. Juneteenth marks our country's second independence day. Although it has long been celebrated in the African-American community, this monumental event remains largely unknown to most Americans. True. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. are, we are the example to that. Yeah. You know, it is absolutely white erasure of like a, and it's so interesting. I mean, it's not interesting, but it's like the fact that it happens on a, on a holiday that is within the Civil War context. It's yeah. like, man, y'all had to erase this one. Yeah. Like, come on. Y'all are so obvious. It makes me mad. Makes me mad. Yeah. But in terms of celebrating Juneteenth, because again, obviously a very celebratory day. Yep. So this is coming from that really great Teen Vogue article by Jamila Nasheed. In 1866, the year after Granger's order, the first Juneteenth anniversary celebration happened. Since then, celebrations in certain regions of the United States have continued the tradition of honoring this important day. In 1872, a group of formerly enslaved people put together $800 and purchased 10 acres of land in Houston, Texas, for the city's annual Juneteenth celebrations. They named the space Emancipation Park, and it plays host to the Juneteenth celebrations even now. I have no idea this exists, (laughs) and this is my home. This is my home. No, I no idea. I mean... You know, Houston is um, enormous, but yeah, it's not like this is, this is not in, this was not in like, this also could be a, a product of, you know, my upbringing and what I was exposed to, but like not, I was not exposed to this at all in any element of my life, which is bananas. Have you heard of Emancipation Park? No. <laughs> I haven't. And that's, you know, and it's like unfortunate to say obviously but yeah had no contact it's not i'm like i'm telling you it's not something i mean probably i would say now if i lived in houston i'm sure it would be more talked about yeah um in the sort of like everyday news events especially leading up to juneteenth like everybody is more woke now so we're all sort of hopping on board right but certainly not growing up like i don't know where this place is and that's, I want to you know, look it up on the map. So it's downtown-ish Houston, kind of more next to Midtown for all my okay. Houston folks. Oh my God, Google Maps. Its description is a recreation facility dedicated to freedom. <laughs> Which like, yeah, go yeah. off. Yeah, that's what she is. That's what she is. If you're in the Houston area for Juneteenth, check out what's going on in Emancipation Park. It's right there. I was rather. Continuing on, in the wake of the 2020 racial justice uprisings, a growing number of companies decided to honor Juneteenth as an annual holiday for employees. It has also crept into the mainstream media recently with ABC's Blackish and FX Atlanta both featuring episodes that prominently celebrate it. In 1980, Texas became the first state to make Juneteenth a state holiday. And as of today, 45 states and Washington, D.C. recognize the day as a state holiday. I think what's also tricky about it is that because, or at least when I was in school, like, you, your hot, the school session ended at the beginning of May. 
So it's oh. also harder to track as a young pup what's a holiday when it's summer. Right, right, right. You know, and if it's like – and if it's not being talked about or if it's not something that you're learning about in school as like a momentous day and it's not a part of your sort of day-to-day media, like it wasn't on the news, like, you know, it just yeah. wasn't really – And it's not part of your like – like your cultural upbringing or like whatever. Sure. You know, like we would celebrate yeah. Fourth of July, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's whatever your as a kid, it's whatever your parents celebrate that you then also celebrate. So if your parents sure. aren't celebrating, probably because they had never heard of this day and Oh, for sure. You know. For sure. I mean it goes it goes back so many generations, yeah. right? Like the reason we're not taught it is because the people before us weren't taught it and right. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Despite the lack of federal recognition, the holiday has lived on through rich traditions. Every year since the first Juneteenth occurred, small pockets of the United States have erupted in celebrations on June 19th. But everyone has a different idea of how to celebrate. You might see grand parades or neighborhood gatherings, lively celebrations in the form of festivals with local bands playing, storytelling, picnics, and a Juneteenth staple, barbecues. Traditionally, red drinks and red foods are a must at these barbecues, with red symbolizing resilience. So... As you start to plan your Juneteenth celebrations this week, consider having red drinks or red food as it's yep. a symbol that is uh, associated with Juneteenth. Yeah. So many red things you can do. So many red things red you can do. Red velvet cake. Apple pie. Yeah. What else? Flaming hot red Cheetos. Hot red Cheetos. Flaming hot. Flaming hot red Cheetos. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. 
or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Part of the one of the things that the the article from alabama.com suggested was that there's a like the traditional drink is a strawberry soda. Oh wow. And then I don't think I've ever had a strawberry soda. I didn't even know they existed. And then a dessert would be strawberry pie, which sounds really good. You could also do other red foods they said that are typically cooked and served are red rice, which is rice rice with tomatoes, watermelon, (laughs) and like Lizzie said, red velvet cake. Red velvet cake. You can't go wrong with red velvet cake. No. You really can't. It's... Yep. Is it is it regular cake that's red? Yes, but it is so good. It is so good, mainly because of the cream cheese frosting. Cream cheese. Cream I mean, cheese. Come on. Call me Lizzie Cream Cheese Stewart because I love cream cheese. You cannot go wrong with a cream cheese frosting. It is. Yeah. It is amazing. And like Lizzie said, the red symbolizes the red foods commemorate the blood that was spilled during the days of slavery. So it's about like paying homage to those who mm-hmm. went before, didn't survive, endured horrible, terrible hardships as enslaved people. Right. Churches also join in Juneteenth celebrations with picnics and special services, many of which feature traditional African-American music and hymns. Again, this is all coming from Alabama.com. This particular year in 2021, Galveston will dedicate a 5,000 square foot mural entitled Absolute Equality on the spot where General Granger, who was the guy who came in and like told everybody that they were free man it was on the spot where general granger informed the enslaved america african americans of their freedom i mean back in 1865 it's crazy that i mean it's obviously like a product juneteenth coming into the mainstream fold is obviously a product of of the uprisings that happened directly after the death of george floyd which is obviously like it's it's I think a very positive impact that now it's becoming part of the, you know, everyday conversation when we talk about the month of June. Yeah. But it is also, it's just such a fucking bummer that it took until 2021 for the, the city where it happened in. Yeah. To like recognize it in some real way. Yeah. And there have you been know. like activists, I forget, Opal Lee. Yeah. She's, um she's the grandmother of Juneteenth. She's still alive. She is 94 and she has been advocating, like, like celebrating and advocating for Juneteenth to become like a federal holiday for quite some time. So she's like, yes, like the the events of George Floyd and everything that happened afterwards, you know, all of the 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 uprisings from last summer definitely like gave Juneteenth this platform where people Mm -hmm. then like oh, I know what this is about and this is a great holiday and okay, let's celebrate it. And like, how could I, how could I not have known? So it does, it's like one of those things that does feel like, oh my God, this happened overnight when like. It's been, yeah, they've been. In a way, yes, but also in a different way, no. Like there have been people who have been talking about this and fighting for it for some time. Years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah. So Galveston is going to dedicate this mural. The city will also mark the holiday with a parade and picnic events um, and activities in other cities like Atlanta have been scaled back because of COVID, but organizers have made plans for a music festival at Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta. Similar events are scheduled to happen in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, Chicago, Detroit, and Los Angeles. Love. Yeah. So cities are getting involved. Great. 
And this is what's coming from Oprah Daily. It was a great article by, I'm just going to read her name one more time, um, Mackenzie Jean Phillip. So she, I really liked this. She said, okay, so quote, for anyone who isn't black, but would like to recognize Juneteenth every year, June 19 is a great way to honor and embrace black culture through its art and history. You might want to take the opportunity to learn about major firsts from African-Americans, read a book by a black author, catch a film that honors black life or support black owned companies. Most importantly, remember that all of those things shouldn't just happen on Juneteenth, but every day, because it's never a bad time to celebrate the independence of everyone in our country. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked about Juneteenth being recognized kind of on a state level. Let's talk about the national conversation, because as we said at the top of this episode, she she's not a national holiday. Nope. Um. Obviously, I think she should be, but she's not yet. So these notes are going to come from uh, that New York Times article by Derek Bryson Taylor, and then a little bit from Oprah Daly, the McKinsey Jean Phillip uh, article. In 1980, Texas became the first state to designate Juneteenth as a holiday, though the recognition is largely symbolic. Surprise, surprise. Since then, at least 45 states in the District of Columbia have moved to officially recognize the day. Here's, this is crazy to me. Last October in 2020, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York and Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia, both Democrats, signed into law legislation declaring Juneteenth as holidays in their respective states. So like New York, for all that it like tries to present as like, progressive and woke, which it is, like, to some extent. Like, we didn't do this until 2020. Yeah. You know, it's not like we were ahead of the curve here. No, we're 40 40 years after Texas. We're 40 years after Texas, and truly this had, we did this directly because of the uprisings of George Floyd. So we were kind of like everybody else. So, come on, New York. Get ahead of the curve. Last month, May of 2021, Governor Jay Inslee of Washington declared Juneteenth a state holiday starting in 2022, although I don't know why 2021 wasn't good enough. And legislatures in Illinois approved a bill that would make it a paid day off for all state employees and a school holiday. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Let people have it paid day off because if it's not a paid day off for state, for employees, then it's, it's not, not really a, holiday. a holiday. No. It's not a holiday because no. people who work who work like jobs that won't let them just take off have to still go in. Come on. Amid last year's unrest, many businesses moved towards making it as a, making it a company holiday, giving many employees a paid day off Twitter and square along with the NFL, Best Buy, Nike and target all recognized Juneteenth last year. But so far it has fallen short of becoming a national holiday. There are several online petitions calling for the change, and Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont also called for it to become a national holiday in 2019 when he recognized Opal Lee, who we mentioned before, um, who was an activist from Fort Worth and has been campaigning for Juneteenth to be a federal holiday for years and years. In 2018, the U.S. Senate passed a resolution designated June 19th as Juneteenth Independence Day, but it has not yet reached the House. With Hawaii's governor likely to sign a bill formally acknowledging Emancipation Day, 
South Dakota is set to be the only state that does not recognize the celebration as a state holiday or day of observance. South Dakota, get it together. You can't have Mount Rushmore and not celebrate Juneteenth. Like, you're just being a little hypocrite. The idea that you would have, like, those four guys who most of... Most of them did something good for the United States, even Mm -hmm. with all of the faults that they have, you know, from our perspective, looking back on them. The idea that, like, you would have that in your state and yet not... especially when one of those is Abraham Lincoln. Exactly. Exactly. You can't put Babe on a mountain and not recognize Juneteenth. No, no. That's rude. That seems like a slap in the face. And slightly hypocritical, South Dakota. Get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. So in March of 2021, so this was not, what, two, three months ago? You do the math? It was blocked 31 to 36. So if you live in South Dakota, call your house representative and be like, what the actual fuck is up? Yeah. Well, you want to put, you want to put people on the side of the mountain, but you don't want to celebrate Juneteenth? Hmm. Seems hypocritical. One plus two is not equaling three over here, South no. Dakota. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you with your hypocrisy. Again, this is the the legislatures, not the people. The people, I see you and I love you. Yeah. So that's kind of where it is as a national holiday and where it's being recognized across the United States. I mean, it's pretty on a state level, mostly recognized in some form. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't go over how all of the states recognize it. Some of them, it's a state holiday, so employees get off. Maybe companies are giving it off. But it seems like it still maybe has a far way to go to become a federal holiday. Yeah. But, you know, here's 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 hoping. This would be something that, like, if you wanted to tack it on as, like, an amendment, I would be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we it's can sh- do at this. this point, it's like, come we on, can do this. Guys. Come on. Yeah. We can't agree on this? Yeah. On this? What can we agree on? Like, in what, what is the argument against having it? I have no idea. Do you know what I mean? It's such a, it's a happy day. Like. It's a happy day. It's obviously a day that deserves remembrance. And like, it falls in line with all of our values as a nation. Yep. And like, just get it together. Yeah. Just get it together. And that's, and I, and I'm no longer, and I won't be angry anymore. <laughs> Lizzie will step off her soapbox. <laughs> I'll step off my soapbox. Back into like, her bubble bath and. <laughs> like, y'all getting me out of my bubble bath for this. Like, this is insane. Like, yeah. come on. Make it a federal holiday. Yep. God. I know. I did not realize this. So, I mean, there was a lot about Juneteenth that, I, mean, I guess I, I knew where it had, it came from um, last year. Like after last year when it kind of became like a common, you know, kind of came into everybody's consciousness as a thing that's yeah. important. But I didn't realize this, that it had a flag. I did not realize it either. But it has a flag. And I love a flag. Yeah. So the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation, go off, get your own foundation. Hell yeah. Organize. Organize. Organize, y'all. Yeah. Mm. It was founded in 1994 and recognizes the same colors in the U.S. flag, red, white, and blue, showing that the formerly enslaved were and are Americans. So they're repurposing those colors and mm-hmm. using those colors to mean, to, to, like, honor the importance of that, but also to signify that, like, we have always been here. We, yeah. are, we have always been Americans. So, like, yep. you know, treat us as such. 
Absolutely. They also created an official flag for the holiday in 1997, which features red and blue striped sections separated by an arc that signifies new horizons and opportunity. And obviously we can put this in the, like me describing oh, yeah. it is not going to do it justice, but we can no, put it in this. It'll be on media. the Instagram. Yeah. Go to at let's yeah. get civical it's, on Instagram. It'll be there. I, cause it's, I actually really like this flag. Like as far as flags go, like, hi, way more interesting than Japan. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Japan. <laughs> Gosh, wait, like drag them. But you know what I appreciate about Japan is that like it is simple, but like it's not you don't get it mixed up with anything else. No, and it does go yeah. with the like, I don't know, I just feel like it's a very like kind of simple like minimalist type of culture and I feel like the flag does a great sure. job of representing that. I think it's I think it's excellent branding. Yeah. It's, it's really excellent unbranded. branding, you know, and it's, it would, yeah, like I said, there's, I get certain flags mixed up all the time. Oh, of course. Because like some have the same colors, but some are vertical, whereas others are horizontal. I'm like, oh my God, like, look at what's already in the room right. before coming up with your flag. And what Japan did, they're like, wow, there's a lot in the room and there's a lot, there's a lot of clutter in the room. Yeah. You know what? White flag, red dot, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I I appreciate them. My, like, if I had a flag, my flag would probably just be, like, something like that. Like, just a solid background and then, like, a picture of a cheese platter. I love that. Mine would be plain background and a crown. Yes. Queen Lizzie. Queen Lizzie. What can I say? Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Do not apologize. (laughs) So, anyway, so they created an official flag for the holiday in 1997, which features red and blue striped sections separated by an arc that figure that signifies new horizons and opportunity. Cute. Love. Great. Love. Love. In the middle is a large white star of Texas bursting with new freedom throughout the land. Stars at night are big and bright. Clap, 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 clap. Deep in the heart of Texas. Let's go. Girl, you quote that song. The prominent star both represents Texas as the Lone Star State and symbolizes the freedom of all African-Americans in the 50 states. In 2007, the significant date, June 19, 1865, was added to the flag. And I should say, sorry, this is all coming from the Oprah Daily article. Mackenzie Jean Phillips goes on to say, quote, but despite these being the formal colors of the holiday, you'll also see people honoring Black Independence Day with red, black, and green colors. Mm -hmm. These are the colors of the Pan-African flag, which was created in 1920 and encouraged by leader of the Universal Negro Improvement Association and Jamaican activist Marcus Garvey. And this flag, the flag the, of the Universal Negro Improvement Association, honors people of African diaspora and, off, and also symbolizes Black liberation and freedom. So we'll so, put both. We'll put, we'll both, put both on the Instagram. We'll put both. Whichever one you want to use to celebrate, I think, is great. Yeah. And, like, watch watch a film by a Black director. Watch, a, like, read a book by a Black author. Go see some Black, some art by some Black artists painters, literally go like, like go, listen go to, to black owned yeah. stores like yeah. put your money into black starbucks companies. is fine starbucks is fine let's go someplace else there's so many good you know i mean just like living in brooklyn i'm obviously so so spoiled with just amount like of not just black but all like so many people of color yeah. run owned organizations and um shops and businesses like there's no excuse there's no excuse especially now that online shopping is a thing like go to etsy 
like mm, buy something yeah. from like support somebody that way like amazon doesn't need your money like <laughs> oh, no they don't need it go go shop local mm-hmm. and that and that is that is such a great way to celebrate juneteenth and also celebrate by educating yourself i mean like i you know I have no shame in admitting that I had no idea of what this holiday really stood for until, like a lot of people, 2020 yeah. of uh, in, in the summer of last year and everything that was going on. And you should just continue to educate yourself. It's okay if you don't know something. Yeah. It's not okay if you don't find out. Yeah. Just, you and know, take, take the little bit of time to, like, just broaden your horizons. Learn it's not something hard. new about a culture that you didn't... Yeah grow up with know about have you know a strong sense for why not yeah become a more well-rounded person exactly right Mm -hmm. and with that that is the end of our juneteenth episode so we hope you all have a happy and healthy and safe juneteenth again it is june 19th celebrate however you feel is appropriate um and in the meantime we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Talmor, Sheshin Mughachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.